Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It is July 1st. It is the beginning of NBA free agency. There's a lot of money being thrown around, but it's not about where a player wants to go. It's where the biggest story is where a player doesn't want to be anymore. Can you name can you name the band, Key? He's singing along. Thought maybe you did. Sounds like something getting me ready for the 4th of July, though. That's for that sure. It's is, is true. For a great weekend, 4th of July. That's what it sounds like. Good, I like good that. music. It's going into Friday. James Steele is certainly on the uh, DJ booth. He's part of the – he's certainly – I can just tell. Based that, on the music, I can tell you who's well, running it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't put that together. Jerry put that together. But yeah, same that guy, is though. Great job, great <laughs> same job, guy. Yeah, we look, we look exactly the same. No, just the same. Some yeah. skin road to start your morning? How, how can it get that? any better You've than that? You've gone wild, right? You've like gone wild? Not? Absolutely. Yeah, that was skid road. That's who it was. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I knew right, you knew. I knew Key would remember it. James is in his Speedo. He's right outside Key's pool. He's got the ones and twos out, and he's ready to go for the party. He's just giving you a little taste about what you would get. But, yes, it is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Did you say Alan he had the ones for, and twos out? Uh, ones and twos are on, secure. I thought he said on the ones and twos. Did I say he had them out? No. It's oh, way too early. That's what you said. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> Yeah, keep them in, James. I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone wants to see that. Fully secured. <laughs> ones and twos are secured. Uh, making sure. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a great way to start the show. <laughs> it's Alan Hunt in for Max. And I'm here with Key, and we're here with you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are also presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Key, a story that we have been talking about all week came to fruition yesterday in the afternoon, and all of a sudden, as teams were preparing to sign players and make moves to improve their roster, everything in Brooklyn has come crashing down. As Kyrie Irving, okay, did pick up the option, he's under contract for a year, but how long will he stay there after the news that Kevin Durant went to Josiah and said, I'm out of here? Here's Adrian Wojnarowski explaining how the hell we got here. You know, I think... Kevin Durant wanted to try to get Kyrie Irving a long-term deal in Brooklyn, uh, just like Kyrie Irving wanted it. Uh, They did not get it from the organization. And I think once uh, he had to opt into that contract and essentially was playing on an expiring contract, you know, even at that point, the communication between the organization and Kevin Durant had really ceased to exist. And even after he opted in, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving have not been engaging with the organization, there was a sense around Brooklyn and a sense around the league as teams um, were preparing to make offers that Kevin Durant was going to ask out uh, at some point in the offseason. It came today. And I think so much of it, you talk to people around Kevin Durant and the, the disappointment around this team, the underachieving of this era, and then the Golden State Warriors winning a championship this year uh, in the aftermath of Durant leaving and I think all that came with that, the criticism, the second-guessing, all of that contributed to what happened today when I'm told Kevin Durant called Joe Sy, the Nets owner, mm-hmm. and told him essentially, I need a change of scenery. I want you to trade me. Keith, Kevin Durant was trying to get Kyrie a contract, a yeah. longer contract, didn't get yeah. it. And it, no, he's not happy. And as, as has been t- predicted, as Brian Windhorst mm-hmm. was also mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. he is unhappy. He wants out. I mean, are you shocked by this no, development? No, 
No, Woj is 100% correct in, in his assessment of the situation in Brooklyn. When you look at it from the outset, okay, Kevin Durant wanted to be in Brooklyn with the Brooklyn Nets along with Kyrie Irving, but at the same time, he wanted to make sure that Kyrie Irving got the deal that made the most sense for Kyrie Irving along with Kevin Durant. And I know it sounds strange because you're like, well, wait a minute. But what happens is it just tells you that the organization and Sean Marks and company really isn't listening to Kevin Durant as the guy. In this day and age in the NBA, the star player essentially is running the organization. And I think you look at LeBron James, for instance, or some of these other guys that's around, Kevin Durant was in a similar situation, but clearly the New Jersey uh, the New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets made the decision that they were no longer going to listen to Kevin Durant. So he made the decision to say, you know what, since you don't want to honor that commitment to my buddy, then we're getting ready to take our our act on the road. And by me coming to you and saying, hey, I want to request a trade, you're going to grant that permission for me to go seek a trade because at this point in time, what do you have? Kyrie's going to want to be out. I'm not standing around here messing around with just Ben Simmons. I'm going to look for something else. So that's what you got right there. Yeah, if you're Ben Simmons, you're probably looking like, wait, what, what just happened here? Like, all of a sudden, the best player wants to go. The other guy cert- certainly will go. I mean, if, if they move Kevin Durant, you know, Kyrie is, is certainly going to be right behind uh, to another team. And wh- where they go and all that stuff, we certainly will well, discuss what the best fits are. That's all going to be up for discussion for the rest of this show. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, of course, for you to be part of the conversation of where you think Kevin Durant's going to end up. I cut yeah. you off, Key. What do you want to say? No, 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 no. You, you're doing your job. You, you would say, you said, uh, if they move Kevin Durant. No, when they move Kevin Durant. That's all I was going to say. Because you said, if they. I'm like, no, when they move Kevin Durant. Both of them are gone. It, it's yes. Just, it, it doesn't, when, it's just a matter of time. It, it is, but that could take time. Because if I'm Sean Marks, even before we get to this part, though, Key, th- this is clearly. You had to know that Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, Josiah, the owner of the Nets, had to know if they weren't going to give Kyrie Irving what he wanted, which is a full guaranteed extension. They knew this was going to happen, that it's going to upset these guys and and Kevin Durant might want out. That was a risk they were willing to take. Doesn't that suggest to you that things were maybe even worse than we thought in Brooklyn after, after you know, over the last year, all the things they had to deal with? And they thought, you know what? enough we've been through enough this is not worth it to buy in for another three four years with these guys and that and that's okay from an ownership standpoint ownership makes the decisions on a lot of things and if the decision is you don't want to put up with what comes with Kyrie Irving let's start there whatever you whatever you want to say about Kyrie Irving some things come with Kyrie Irving and people don't like it Mm -hmm. you signed up for that three years ago you knew this it wasn't like you did not know that Kyrie Irving could be a certain type of individual. So if you signed up for it then, what made you think it was going to change? Yeah. You don't want to sign up for it to keep Kevin Durant? That's not a good business decision. Because if I gave you and I lured you to Brooklyn last time around, it's not like, you know, hey, in the end, yes, injuries do happen. In the end, people need a break. In the end, the vaccination situation came up. People want to package all that up together and make Kyrie sound like he just just so far out of out there that no one can deal with him. There's a lot of teams that'll deal with him. You have to make that decision 
as an ownership group in Brooklyn if that was what you wanted to do moving forward. And you clearly said you'd rather hit the reset button than to try to win a championship over the next couple years because whatever you get back in return and whatever you draft will not be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It just won't be. That that is certainly true. That that is the part I think where the risk comes in is that you. I'm willing to take that to, risk though as an owner. I'll take that risk to sign risk? Kyrie and see what happens. I I'm not letting. I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to take the headache on if I'm trying to win a championship. That's the part to me that makes this so compelling, right? It's the idea that they knew the risk and were willing to take it, which makes me wonder how bad. Were things there? Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven. Subscribe a call here, real quick, Key, because a lot of people want to sound off on this. And let's start with Greg in Oregon. Greg, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, my, my my beef is with uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, he's not a team player, and the owner willing to take. Uh, I mean, uh, Key saying that he'd take money, any uh, pay any kind of money for the guy. He's got to remember the the fans who support him. Uh, I mean. I, I'm sick and tired of the crap that um, they're just paying money before things even happen, and they're not worth it. I, I'd say um, I, w- I would pass on Kevin Durant, too, just because he's got 15 years in. What, he was drafted in 2007? He's got 15 years in, just about Achilles tendon. He's on a contract for, what, four more years? Four more years. At $190 million. Yep. He hasn't give me that. played 80 games. G- give me that when. contract. And, uh, and when when is – Kyrie Irving played 80 games. Never. Never. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's yeah. something that's going back to when he Waste was younger. Money. Yeah, all right. Well, Greg, Greg yeah, well, doesn't get, like either get, one of them, get, Keith. Yeah, no, nah, well, Greg is, I mean, come he on, man. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in either one of them. I'm just curious. Again, I, I look at it like it's a headache a lot of teams would love to deal with. And I wonder if your Lakers. I take that headache all day yeah, long. I, yes, I can tell. That is and correct. your Lakers might be ready to do that. All yeah, right, we'll we got deal your with calls. That. We got your calls. We'll get more of them throughout the show. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allenhan in for Max. It's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. So while we have this story, two stars leaving Brooklyn, two college football teams are leaving their conference. This is happening again in college football. We'll get Key's reaction to that next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allen on Inframax. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. Kyrie probably will end up going with him at some point. They're breaking up the band. Where do you think they will end up? Would you want, if you had to take Kyrie with KD, Yes. Would you would you do it? Key's ready to do it. I think the Lakers might be ready to do it as well. But how about Travis, who's in his truck? Are you ready to do it? Um, nah, man. To be honest, if I was the Brooklyn Mets man, I would do like that movie with uh uh, uh was it Tropic Thunder or whatever. I'll trade them for a washing machine, my man. Because obviously, um, they, they they're not leaders, man. They 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 can't. They're looking for a culture. Kevin Durant's looking for a culture to join instead of creating one. I think that shows a lot with his uh, with his character is. And I don't think and I don't, and as a as a player, if I was a if was a player or a teammate, it's like yo man, what you gonna come? You gonna come here for a week? And if 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 stuff doesn't look good, you are gonna leave? So like, yep, I, I wouldn't leave. deal with it to be honest. If it don't go uh, well, yep, I'm leaving. Travis going ABA right. reference with semi pro. As yeah, a, but look, man, first of all, let me say this as we take these calls. Yeah. Let's not make Kevin Durant a villain in this situation, okay? Yeah, I get because it. clearly he's had communication at some point, at some level, with the front office and the Brooklyn Nets, and they could not come to an agreement on what it would take to keep him there. And part of it as an empowerment in professional sports. This is not everyday somebody's job who works in the north this is professional sports it has its own rules and different rules from regular society you're paid because of the revenue that comes in that's why it's different than regular people yes and so you're gonna have you're gonna have guys like kevin Durant who's not happy in situations and want to leave that's okay yeah. Professional sports. I completely agree on that part. I think a lot of people need to understand that when you see the money, you can't get caught up in how it, it reflects regular life because it doesn't. It's all based on revenue and talent and everything else. All right. Hey, let's go to uh, New Orleans. we got Mr. Black. What's up, Black? Hello? What's up? How about Keisha? How you doing this morning, man? Man. Hey, look, 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 look. This one, I got a problem. I got a young Lucas in New Orleans. I heard yesterday y'all talking about best fit for Kevin Durant is in New Orleans. You know, but I don't think it's the best fit. We don't want nobody to mess with our culture we build it, our young coaches, our young players. You know, so we, yeah, y'all we got, y'all got, good, y'all got it good down there. C.J. McCollum's done a tremendous job. Zion, get back healthy. Y'all, y'all got y'all got good culture going on right now. So they don't want him. They don't want him in New Orleans, apparently. So that's it's, fu- it's so funny. Who does want but Kevin Durant? But KD ain't the problem, though. I, I agree, but if they're a package deal. That's he the still question. Ain't the, it's still not. Oh, Key, what is going on in college football now? We'll get back to the NBA conversation. Of course, there's a lot of headlines. And, Key, a lot of money was handed out last night as well in NBA free agency. We have your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. I'm Alan Hahn. In for Max. 
But this is a, a huge story yesterday in college football. And uh, on our website right now, ESPN.com, Pete Thamel, Heather Dinich, have the story. USC, that's, of course, Key's alma mater. UCLA, I mean, we're talking about Pac-12. I mean, that's royalty in the Pac-12. Yeah, USC is royalty in the Pac-12, Le- for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like it's like look check this out leaving though, huh? the Pac-12 it, for the for the Big 10 in I guess what two years right they'll begin 24. play in 2024 yeah. yeah that's a huge story where did this come from I, out of nowhere right I mean it's it, it's it's like the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving situation USC goes and UCLA can tag along <laughs> USC don't go UCLA doesn't go that's just the the way it is they are hand in hand in terms of making this giant leap for money, let's start, because both are national brands, so it's not about the recruiting process like a lot of people think. Oh, they can recruit nationally. They recruit nationally anyway. There's players yeah. from all over the country that come to both of these universities because of the academics, not necessarily athletics. So, and the tradition, yeah. And, and the, the tradition. Tradition that for USC, UCLA is basketball, not the same. I think, though, when you look at it on the surface, it gives USC, let's just talk USC for a minute, a real legitimate shot at playing in national championships. If you lose one game in the Pac-12, you are done. They don't even – Heather Dennis them will dismiss you. Paul Feinbaum will dismiss you. But now if you lose one game in the Big Ten Conference, it's like, oh, okay, if they do this and make it to the Big Ten Championship, they can move on and wind up in the Final Four and all this other stuff. That's not the case with the Pac-12 Conference because the Pac-12 Conference is not as good in the middle to the bottom. You got the four teams, right? You got USC, UCLA, then Washington and Oregon uh, are the ones who kind of hover around. And Utah comes up every now and then. But for the most part, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's not a lot of Arizonas in here. The Oregon State School. I mean, people like eh, Cal, Stanford. There's nothing there. But if you go to the Big Ten Conference, you've got a little more umph. People, for whatever reason, feels like the Wisconsins of the world are really juggernauts. I was always going to be that 9-0 team until they start to slip. Michigan State is making a little bit of a resurgence. You know, Ohio State is Ohio State. Penn State is Penn State. They're going to give you 9-10 wins every right, single Michigan. year. Right. You know, Michigan is back now. Jim Harbaugh. So it's a big thing for USC and UCLA to get out of the conference. Now, the problem that I have is the travel. I'm not trying to travel all the way across the country. Just imagine if you had to go – if you USC and you had to play in October at Notre Dame, which is a little cold, little, you know, gray and cold, in the next week you got to fly all the way back to play Wisconsin, for instance, in freezing temperatures for California kids. That's a lot of travel to go back and forward, you know, and, and that's the only thing that I look at and go, the scheduling is going to be interesting to see. You talk about you're talking about it from a, a full football perspective, of course, but it, it's it's all around. Well, it could be, but yes, I'm, you, know, I'm, you, you said UCLA is more a basketball school. Well, yeah, all right, but but is playing in the Big Ten for a basketball program also a big time for you know Mick Cronin and company? Like that's still oh, that's a big, big time, deal, right? Oh, that's, that's a big huge, deal. But, huge. But but to take it to football just quickly here is the concern you lose a lot of quarterbacks out of Southern California because they go to the SEC, right? Isn't that, isn't that, hadn't that been a concern? Well, it, it's been a concern. Is that why Lincoln Riley is at USC right now? Isn't that part of the reason? It's a concern that we've lost. USC has lost, not necessarily the conference, but USC has lost several quarterbacks over the last couple of years, most notably Bryce Young, which is 
from a high school that is a feeder school to USC in modern day high. That's basically a feeder school. Right. And he decided to take his talents to Alabama. And then you got uh, DJU from St. John Bosco, which was somewhat of a feeder school to USC that he decided to go to Clemson. C.J. Stroud from the Inland Empire decided to go to Ohio State. And that's bad recruiting. That's all that was. It wasn't that these kids wouldn't have gone to USC. It's just the bad recruiting of the last regime. You don't think I'd rather play in the SEC than the Pac-12? No. It's not that? No. Like I not, get, I'll get because, more looks. Because, so I'll play against more no, NFL no, like, level. Not stuff. at all. Okay. You, all right. USC, USC is a feeder program to the National Football League. So when you think about it, Han, mm-hmm. kids in Southern California would rather stay at home. But if you're not recruiting them the way that it needs to be and you're not winning, they go on the road. What The problem that USC had in the past is that they were lazy recruiting the star players. They just figured, well, USC, we can get them. They're going to do this. UCLA has a different level of academic standards in terms of getting kids into UCLA. So Chip Kelly softened it a little bit, but they're still going to be tough to get kids in. But look, both of these institutions academically is on par with the highest institutions in America. And, and, you know, and we talk about the Big Ten Conference, Big Ten schools academically are pretty strong. When you start talking about Indiana, you start talking about Michigan, you know, you start mm-hmm. Northwestern, those mm-hmm. schools academically is pretty strong. So USC and UCLA, when they made this particular jump and looked at this conference, there's a lot of things that they have to factor in there. They can't weaken the academic standards just to go make money uh, from a football standpoint or a basketball standpoint. People would lose their mind. Well, let me. I want you to react to something that Kirk Herbstreet uh, talked about when it comes to this move and, and how it's something that really is, could change the landscape now in college football. Keep your seatbelt on because it's they're not done. It's very, very hard for the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 to compete with the Big 2. And honestly, I think that's our future. I think, I don't know how, I I haven't spoken with anybody, but I think that's where this thing, when the dust settles, that's where we're going to be. With about 50 to 55 teams, half of them in the Big Ten, half of them in the SEC. For for simplifying it, think AFC, NFC, and the NFL. Key, give me a 30-second reaction to that. He's right. I think in about four or five years, you're going to see a super conference. You're going to see, you know, uh, 50 to 60 teams Fighting, a, fight, fighting for the Super Bowl, so to speak. Two, so basically a two-conference system is – because the, the Big 12 has already been kind of knocked down a peg. Now the Pac-12 probably as well. It'll end up just being a two-conference system in, in college football. USC and UCLA will have to be in the zone for Big Ten competition. Get in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So coming up next, we have your calls also to the Nets. Have to trade Kevin Durant. Key says yes, they do. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, right, it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Alan Hahn in for Max. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, I just gave you just a little bit, a little taste of the money that was given out last night. Over a billion dollars to five players. I didn't even tell you about Bradley Beal and his $251 million contract he signed with the wizards you see all this money does it make you smile i see a smile on your face it's monopoly money man they're playing <laughs> games it's just it's so wild to to think back and, and you know just go back and, and think about some of the great players in the nba that if they were playing today what the money would look like you know i'm just thinking i'm oh, like yeah. what would Shaq get yeah. like what would what would kobe get what like the, what would the captain be worth Right? Uh, what, would the cap, what would Jordan get? Oh, they would have to sell a team to pay him. <laughs> have to give him ownership. But as we talk about players who are signing with teams they want to be in these places, the biggest story of all are the, is the player who doesn't want to be in his place anymore, and that's Kevin Durant, who has requested a trade from the Nets. This is after the Nets didn't give Kyrie Irving a full max extension. Instead, he picked up his option, and Kevin Durant said, you know what? I'm done. To get more perspective on this, let's bring in Frank Isola. Of course, he is on SiriusXM NBA Radio. He has the morning show with Brian Scalabrini. He does a great job there. And also, you see him on ESPN platforms. Frank, good morning. How you doing? Good. What, what, these NBA scouts clearly weren't paying attention to you guys playing basketball on the, at the South Street Seaport. Keyshawn should have gotten three years 50 from somebody. If other guys are getting $200 million, Keyshawn yeah. should get 50 at least. Yeah, just to stand around, Frank, that, that would be – Wonderful of whoever gives me that. I would thank. In fact, if they gave me 50, I'd give them 40 of it back. <laughs> See, right. you're a good guy. You're That's a generous how man. How, how, how big of a surprise? I can't imagine it was for you because you're so close to it. You saw it. I always say with the smoke, there's fire. Did you see this coming with Kevin Durant making a trade request? You know what? It, it, I wasn't surprised by it because everything was way too quiet. And then you were, you know, talking to people and they said the Nets were making calls around the league and the idea that all these teams were monitoring the situation with Kyrie Irving and the, and the fact that it would happen. You know, it's, it's amazing how quickly everything has moved. And I think, you know, it's funny. You guys are mentioning the contracts that guys signed. And I always thought one of the more underrated stories last year was Kevin Durant signing up for four years. But I think the way the players are going to do it now is let me get my money. And then further down the road, I'll worry about where I'm going to play because if I need to move, I'll just try to force my way out. And that's clearly what Kevin Durant is doing. But when you think about, you know, he didn't play his first year. The second year was really their year. I mean, they, they were in a great position. Harden was playing well. Kyrie was playing well. They had the 2-0 lead on Milwaukee. I thought they were the best team. It didn't happen. And obviously this year was a disaster. And I, I also think the Golden State Warriors winning, I think that has an impact. On Kevin Durant, he's trying to make it seem like, oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. They won without me. You cannot tell me that he's thinking, man, they won, won without me. And I've, I've only won one playoff series since I left Golden State. I need to get to a better situation where I could try to win another title. 
Frank, let me ask you this, though, right? You you say Golden State uh, played a part in this, even though it wasn't direct. It was indirect in Kevin Durant's mind. But if you're Kevin Durant, right, Frank, and, and you leave Golden State to go do it on your own, why not continue on that quest with the Brooklyn Nets, even if Kyrie wants to leave? Bring somebody in to help you or, instead of going to join the Phoenix Suns. And uh, Keyshawn, I think that that's how I look at it. And I think this is one where he, I think he's going to get heavily criticized. He'll say that he doesn't care about it. But the reason that you left the Warriors, you know, it's, it's wild. He, he left Oklahoma City, a team that nearly beat the Warriors. He went to the Warriors, and he had unbelievable success there. There's no denying it, you know, two MVPs in the finals. He comes to Brooklyn, and it hasn't worked out yet. And really, the reason it hasn't worked out is Kyrie hasn't been available enough. And Kevin Durant has dealt with injuries, too. Let's, let's be fair. But it, it hasn't worked out because Kyrie's not available. He's only played 103 games. You guys know the numbers. Missed 123. That's more on Kyrie. You did bring in Ben Simmons. You've got to get Joe Harris back. I agree with you. Why not try to do it the old-fashioned way? You know, have, have your front office try to go out and get some guys. And if you play in 65 games – next season and you're healthy you know let's remember the nets were in first place before bruce brown rolled into kevin durant's knee and then he had to miss all that time and then they had to fight to get into the playoffs and remember this too about kevin durant who was great when he played last season he was not great in the playoffs he did that's not to say that he's done or you, you, his career is changing but he had a poor playoff the year before he was outstanding in the playoffs the four games against uh, boston he, he just did not have a kevin durant type of standard playoff we're talking with frank isola sirius xm nba radio the starting lineup in the mornings and also you see him on espn platforms as well talking nba um key and i both have talked about how for kevin durant obviously and and you know the impact's going to have on his legacy you just talked about that how this is going to look for him but the decision by the franchise they could have easily just caved in they could have easily said all right we don't want to upset kevin just give Kyrie, give it, give Kyrie the money. Let's just, you know, take take Advil and we'll get through this. You know, but it's better than being irrelevant, right? Having these kind of players and just banking on maybe one year they'll just get it right and we can get a championship. Then it's all worth it. They clearly were not willing to do that. Is that courage shown by Sean Marks and Joe Joe Sy, or as Key might say, is it uh, is this a terrible decision by the franchise? You know what? I, I think they looked at it as, you know. Kyrie Irving, he's going to break our heart somewhere. We can't, we can't pay him. So one thing that they weren't going to pay him, and I think, you know, look at the guys that opted out of their contracts and what they're going to get. If Kyrie Irving had opted out of his contract, no one's giving him $200 million. The only team that he, that he thought would do that would be the Brooklyn Nets. And I think the Nets had to take a stand. He just doesn't play enough, number one. It's always something. There's always a lot of drama. And let's face it, too. Well, think Frank. about what's happened in the NBA the last few years. Look at what, uh, you know, New Orleans got for... Anthony Davis, what the Nets had to give up for James Harden. Look yeah. what just happened the other day. Three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. So yeah. I think the Nets probably knew all along, if one thing leads to another, we do have Kevin Durant under contract for four years. So if, we do, if, if he doesn't want to be here, we know we can get a lot for him. Let's face it, they're trying to salvage this, but at least they're in a position to salvage it on some level where you're going to get players and picks. You're going to get a big-time haul back for Kevin Durant. Yeah, but you're not getting Kevin Durant and you're not getting Kyrie Irving. So that haul back, we don't even know what that's going to be, right? You might mess around and get who knows. But, look, you, you mentioned, Frank, right? You said there's always something with Kyrie. You and I both in, in Allen Hahn could agree there's always something. But there was always something three years ago when you signed him and you brought him in. 
Did you honestly think yeah. bringing him in three years ago, he was going to change who he is and the way he approaches things? Not necessarily from a basketball standpoint, but an off-the-court standpoint. No, he wasn't. So you knew that then. Why change course now? Because what? You you just don't want to pay him the money? You miscalculated, right. in my opinion, they miscalculated what Kevin Durant was going to do and how Kevin Durant was going to react to them not giving Kyrie Irving the type of money that he was seeking. Well, I, I think you're right, but I also think they looked at it this way. You know, Kyrie Irving, drafted by Cleveland, did win a championship there as a second guy with LeBron. You know, Boston wasn't one of the teams that he wanted to go to. He, that was not on his original list. He ends up in Boston, and I think the Brooklyn Nets were thinking he wants to be here. He wants to play with Kevin Durant. So, yeah, we're getting, you know, the things that we've heard about him, what happened in Cleveland, the weird stuff that happened in Boston. We think he'll be on board because Kevin Durant's going to be here. And they probably overrated, you know, Kevin Durant as a leader. Kevin Durant, and listen, that's just not his personality. That's why he fit in so well with the Golden State Warriors. There were great players there, but he wasn't really the leader on the team. By going to a team like Phoenix, for example, it's going to be Chris Paul is the leader. So I think they probably overrated or – um, you know, th- their judgment wasn't correct on how the two of them would fit together. But let's remember, it it started out pretty early, bad, badly, because number one, Kevin Durant's first season, he didn't play. Kyrie only played 20 games that first season. And then when the team was going to the bubble, not only did he not go, he was trying to tell players around the league not to go. So it, it started pretty early in year one. I understand what you're saying, but I also think a lot of GMs would have taken that chance just to get a player like Kevin Durant, who at the time was only 30 years old and had won, had been to three straight finals and had won the MVP in two of those finals. So where, so, so, what's the best landing spot for one or both? You know, it's it's interesting with Kevin Durant. You know, Brian Scalabrini was saying uh, earlier in the week, if even before Durant had mentioned the trade, he said, if I could see a scenario. I, he, he thought the Boston could put together the best package with Jalen Brown, then you'd have to throw in somebody like Daniel Tice and then three first-round picks and then two or three right to swap. I don't know if the Knicks, I'm sorry, if the Nets would go down that road. Phoenix has a lot. So Phoenix does have good players, and if you somehow include DeAndre Ayton in it, you know, that is a former number one overall pick. It's not the worst thing. I do like Tyler Hero on Miami, but I'm not so sure after that how it would work if, if you did get him to Miami. Again, I think it's a, a lot of it is going to be about getting the picks because, as you guys know, they traded a lot of it out to get James Harden. It's amazing what's happened to the Nets, and what is it? It's not even uh, two years now. It's not even 24 months getting Harden, not uh, trading him, getting Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons never plays with this current group. It, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant only played 44 games together after signing him for all that money, and now here's Kevin Durant. There's a good chance he could be gone by, you know, by this time next week. You got to think that Kevin Durant's worst decision wasn't going, wasn't following Kyrie to the Nets. It was wearing a shoe just a little bit bigger than he needed. Otherwise, maybe yeah, right. the Nets would have won that championship. Think about that, Frank. I mean, you you mentioned the Suns thing, and I have to laugh because if you're telling me DeAndre Ayton is the centerpiece of a deal for Kevin Durant, I look at you and go, "You don't even want to sign DeAndre Ayton. You want to dump him? Oh, oh, oh he's DeAndre Ayton. I'm like, you don't even want him. Like you're giving me him. I, I'm telling you, yeah. if Sean Marks has to make sure it's the highest possible offer. With that in mind, how seriously do you think we should take the Lakers as a landing spot, not for one, but for both? Because Key and I have talked about this. If I'm Sean Marks, I'm looking at the Lakers I'm, and LeBron, of course, and I'm saying, all right, you want these two guys, Anthony Davis, and then we start talking. You can yeah. have him. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. It would have to be that. And the problem with the Lakers is that they just don't have enough picks because they traded most of them off uh, in the Anthony Davis deal. That would be a fascinating one, though. I yeah. mean, Kyrie reuniting with LeBron, the fact that you know Kevin Durant is there, them, them trying to make a run at the title. I mean, they'll be on national TV, which, whatever the maximum amount of times you get to be. <laughs> and I would have a feeling that that, that that team would play the, the Warriors on Christmas Day. Here, here, oh, yeah. Here's my deal for that, Frank. Here's my deal, though. AD and Westbrook, you could take that, move that right on out, whatever picks you want. Find the picks, whatever picks. There's two guys, there's one guy you can't have, and that's LeBron James. Everything else is all yours. You can have it all. We'll give you Tucker, we'll give you your AD, we'll give you Westbrook, we'll give you 27 and 29, those years and picks, whatever you want for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We'll do that. Yeah, I, I see. I, I don't think the Nets would do it just because I think that they feel like, A, they're giving up the best player in Kevin Durant. So you're getting back Anthony Davis, who, by the way, is not old by any stretch of the imagination. He just is always hurt. So, I don't, you know, it, it, it's not going to be the perfect deal. It would be interesting if that one's in play. But, again, I would like to see it. I think it would be funny to see Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and LeBron. I think it would become – Keyshawn Johnson's going to like the team, but I think that would become like the real villain of the NBA, which is oh, good yeah. for the sport and good for the fans. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly how I look at it. The evil empire. Every Man, sport the needs poor one. Knicks will be in trouble. Why do we bring up the Knicks? There's no need to bring up the Knicks at this point. They're not even involved in this. The guy's across the river, and they can't even make a trade for him either. So we leave it at that. Frank, thanks so much. All appreciate it as always. All right, guys. Take care. All right, Frank. All right. Frank Isola again. You see him on all the ESPN platforms as well on SiriusXM NBA Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's Alan Hahn in for Max. We got your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key, a lot of people want to sound off on this. Let's get to them right now. Let's go first to J.J. in Arkansas. J.J. Hello. Good morning, Keyshawn. Good morning, Alan. How you doing? How you doing? All right. I, I've been listening to you guys this morning. I was thinking, do you think they're going to try to pair up with the Knicks? But then I heard Keyshawn talking about maybe they end up in L.A. Is that a possibility? I, I think know, that's the best possibility. It's a possibility. I don't, I don't really know if it'll happen, but it's a possibility. I think that a lot of people feel like Anthony Davis can be moved. Westbrook contract on an expiring contract at $47 million can be moved. The, num- the money matches between the two. And then you got some other – pieces that you could add to it. It's whether or not Kevin Durant wants to go with LeBron James. We know Kyrie Irving doesn't mind doing it, but does Kevin Durant want to do it? Because Mm -hmm. coming to L.A., you talk about the heat. Coming to L.A. is going to be a whole lot of heat. I mean, can he he handle that heat? If he couldn't handle it in Brooklyn and OKC, joining, think about it, Han, joining LeBron in L.A., in Staples Center, a crypto arena now, Think about that, that heat that he would get. You don't think that having LeBron there would be like an insulator for him, you know, an umbrella sort of to protect him from that, whereas in Brooklyn he doesn't have that. See, I I don't know. You don't have that strong figure that can control. You're going to tell me LeBron couldn't kind of control that around their environment? No, no, I don't think so. But I don't know Kevin Durant. I've only met him a couple times. That's more of a Jay Will question, I guess. I just know that. Based on learning about him through Jay Will, tells me and through his rabbit ears that maybe 
there's a lot of sensitivity that goes on when people talk about him that probably won't fit well in L.A. You think they got on Westbrook for not playing great. Imagine if if the Lakers don't go in the right direction and Kevin Durant joins the Lakers and they don't go in the Mm -hmm. right direction, the amount of heat that he would get from Laker fans alone. I mean, not including the rest of the basketball community. The Laker fan aspect is certainly something you have to consider, especially the way they embraced or didn't LeBron at the very beginning. Biscuit in New Jersey. Biscuit. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Biscuit. Hey, I wanna yeah. make, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I got a question for you, Key, but let me make a quick comment. Personally, I think it ain't everybody putting this on Kyrie. It ain't just Kyrie. It's Durant. I think both of them wrecked their organization. I personally think both of them are head cases. But my question to you, Keyshawn, is if you own this team, now you said you would you would do it because you want to win a championship, but I think it's easy for you to sit there and say that. These guys are horrible, man. They got things going on in their head. Would you really want to deal with that as an owner? Would you really want to risk that to win a championship to deal with these two guys that run your organization into the ground? Well, here's what I would say, Biscuit. First of all, I don't think that they, run, they ran the, the Brooklyn Nets into the ground. I think when you're dealing at this level of money to start with, you already know what comes with that. The player empowerment has been going on now for quite some time. You know this going in, that your star players are going to want certain things done. And as an owner, you've got to be willing to understand that and know that. And if you're not, then you're not going to be put in a position to win championships. I could talk about Jeannie Buss out here in L.A. They understood bringing in LeBron James was going to come with something different than they've ever had before, which is, hey, I'm going to help run this team and put this roster together. Guess what? They wind up getting an NBA title out of that. Then the second go-round, it didn't work so well. They wind up messing things up. That's okay because I got a title out of that. When I went and signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving three years ago, I knew that Kyrie had some stuff and they were a wild card. I knew Kevin Durant left uh, OKC for Golden State and there were certain things that was being said and done. I knew what I was getting. So if I know then what I'm getting, how in the hell am I going to know now? That's my only thing. They asked me to go get James Harden. They asked me. I didn't go do it on my own. They came to me and said, yeah, I think James Harden's going to work. So I'm giving them everything that they're asking for to try to win a championship. Right, and you're willing to live with all the other stuff because you already did, right? That's that's how you're looking at it. Let's yes, I've already – that, that, that's the whole deal, huh? We're in the business of what? Winning a championship Winning. and yeah. talking to our buddies, sitting on our yachts, spending our money when we're at these conventions and all oh, the yeah, other yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we do. owners are there for. So yes. you're, you're saying you know you know what you're getting yourself into to now say I don't want any more any part of it that certainly changes. Think, think about it though, huh? You don't think that the Lakers? You think it, we'll just use the Lakers as an example? You don't think the Lakers understand who Kyrie is? You damn skippy they do, right? But because but, the, they, but, but you <laughs> might think with the Lakers is because of LeBron's presence, you can handle it more than in Brooklyn where there was no one to check Kyrie, no one. But what was, there to, check, no but what was there to check him on, though, huh? How about showing up to play? How about practice with us instead of holding your own practices and undermining the leadership of the franchise, the coaches, and everything else? But see, else? I, I hear different things. And, and look, 
I, I, Jay ain't here. Why did James Harden run away from this thing? Why did he run I, away from it? I don't know why he ran away he from it. He must have known something, Key. He had no, that's to have true. known something. No, that's true. I'm just saying I'm not here to – I don't know Kyrie either. And I'm not here to apologize for Kyrie's behavior. Okay. But what I would say is a lot of times more stuff is floated than it really truly is. That's Maybe all that's I, true. And, but what I, don't, I just know that. All right. Well, but what I don't like about this, and you and I talked about this before the show, and we'll get deeper into it, I think, as the show goes along. I feel like Kevin Durant is going to start – like, it, it's going to – it's going to become something that he can't stop anymore. It is the guy is one of the great scorers of all time. He is a great player, and this is going to tarnish his career now that he's jumping from team to team and can't stay in one place. We continue with the calls. Don in Dallas. Don. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, uh, also, uh, uh, Jay took off because you know he kept saying, "Oh, it's quiet. It's nothing wrong because it's quiet. It's because it's quiet." <laughs> So he took off, so he didn't want nobody to hear that. But, Alan, you hit it right on the head, though, about KD. Everybody's blaming Kyrie uh, about the stuff, but KD is a 37-year-old man, don't even know his own shoe size, cost them a chance to play for a title. Well, that's his choice to wear a bigger shoe. He always has done that. But the, the, the other – but, but, but Key, you know what I'm saying. Blame the man for – Sports Talk Radio makes me laugh, man. The dude just called in and said he's grown, don't even know his own shoe size, cost them a title. <laughs> Like, stop, man. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you be mad at a teammate if he's wearing a shoe too big and then he he got caught with his foot on the line? If he catches a touchdown pass but they call him out of bounds because his cleat was barely touching the sideline, they wave it off. You don't win a Super Bowl? I don't like, think. I, you I, wouldn't I be honestly, mad? I honestly don't think the hell that you it was. I don't honestly think it was the shoe size, man. I don't believe that. I believe he just happened to step the wrong way. Come on. Like, his foot was literally barely touching that line. Uh, oh, God. As, it if it, if it, as if he had a size 9 on, That's it would really right. make a difference. <laughs> Maybe it would have. Who knows? But the one thing we do know is that the Durant narrative now is out of his control. It no longer is in his control. But here's an argument. Do the Nets have to trade KD? I say no. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.